Hey, podcast, we are on day 17 of our 40-day fast from wrong thinking. And so today's episode is all about fasting from the thought that says, my life is not that special. It's all about understanding your value and how understanding your value is the key to unlocking your potential. Uh, about halfway through this episode, there's a clip in here where Gregory Dickow talks about how you were God's idea. And this was a moment that came out of the Grace Life Conference in Atlanta last year with Creflo Dollar. And after this clip, we take you into a one-on-one conversation that Gregory Dickow had with Creflo Dollar, and they just break down this concept a little bit more uh, in a kind of an intimate setting. It's really, really cool. I'm excited for you to hear it. Really lean in today, and uh, let's fast from the thought that says, my life is not that special. Enjoy. What is so essential is that you understand yourself correctly, because too often we judge ourselves and define ourselves by our mistakes. We define ourselves by our past. We define ourselves by what a teacher said about us, what a parent said about us. We define ourselves by our flaws or our shortcomings. We define ourselves by our size, our weight, our height, our color. We define ourselves by our race, by our economic status. We define ourselves by um, how pretty we are according to the the world's definition or uh, what we lack in appearance. And we got to stop defining ourselves that way. That's not who you are. Who you are is not based on how you grew up. It's not based on the family you grew up with. Who you are is completely based on who you think God is and who you understand God to be. And here's why I want you to know that, because you can't understand yourself effectively until you understand what God is like. Because who were you made in the image of? You, the Bible doesn't say you're made in the image of your uncle, you're made in the image of your, of your father, you're made in the image of your mother, you're made in the image of your grandparents. It says you're made in the image of God. You're made in the image of God. Destiny is always on the heels of your identity. So to the degree that you understand your identity, to that degree you're going to walk in your destiny. So the more you meditate on who you are in Christ, the more of God's destiny begins to show up in your life. You don't have to try to search for it. You will, it, will, it will find you just like Jesus found you. Wherever you were, he found you. It didn't matter where you were, he found you. Because he doesn't, he's not limited. He can walk through walls. He can walk through barriers. He can walk through your hurt. He can walk through your pain. He can walk through your abandonment. He can walk through your issues with your father, with your mother. He can walk through every broken thing in your life. He can walk through every wall that you put up because of fear, because of anger, because of hatred, because of worry, because of the abuse that you endure. He walks through those walls and gets you and grabs you and puts you in his arms and no one can ever get you, take you out. You might be going through some rough times, but you are not a bad idea. You may be going through bad times, but you are not a bad idea. You may be going through uh, some, some, you may have made some bad decisions, but you're not a bad idea. You're a good idea. You were God's idea. And the more you realize that, the more valuable you'll feel. Listen. Before the foundation of the world, he chose you. He didn't choose you after you performed enough. He didn't choose you after you were holy enough. He didn't choose you after you got rid of your cigarettes. He didn't choose you after you, come on, he didn't, he didn't choose you after you stopped cussing. Some of us still haven't stopped. He chose you before the foundation of the world. And the more you realize that, the freer you become to live in that. But you need to know you were God's idea. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world 
and forfeit his soul. Now, we know this is a rhetorical question, right? What is it? What what profit will you have if you gain the whole world? What he's trying to say, he's giving us a contrast. He's saying this. If you if you had the whole world, that would be pretty powerful. If you had possession of the whole world, possession of all of its money, possession of all its fame, possession of all of its glory, possession of all of its beauty. If you possessed all of those things in this world, the Bible says it still is less profitable than your soul. Your soul is more profitable and your soul has more value than all of the world and all that is in it. If you gained the whole world, it would pale in comparison to how valuable your human soul is. You want to know something about your human soul and it's something I've been thinking about that we're made up of three parts, right? Spirit, soul and body. And really, your spirit was sort of uh, your spirit was disposable because God God took your old spirit out and gave you a new spirit when you got born again. But your soul, your soul, he didn't take out. Your soul is the part of you that he loves. I mean, he loves all of you. But, you know, the soul is where the focus of his love is. It was in saving your soul, your heart your, or your I should say your spirit is born again. He took out the old spirit, put in a new spirit. But your soul, he doesn't take the old one out and put a new one in. You know why? It's too valuable. It contains your personality. It contains your DNA. It contains your gifts, your talents, your treasures, your inheritance. It contains every it contains the the fingerprint of God upon your life that makes you different. Everybody's spirit is perfect and made in the image of God. When you're born again, you're a brand new spirit. That's what it means to be a new creature in Christ. Your spirit is new, but your soul is not new. Your soul is damaged. Your soul is wounded. Your soul is broken. But God values it so much that he sends Jesus to die for it so that your soul can be redeemed, bought back and then healed, restored, put back together, washed, cleansed, made renewed, not new, but renewed. Why? Because he's not starting over. He's not saying, you know what? Your soul isn't worth much. Get out of here. I'm going to give you a new soul. No, he doesn't give you a new soul. He renews your soul. He transforms your soul. He heals your soul. Maybe that doesn't speak to you like it does me, but I hope I get this across to you. Your soul is so valuable. Your soul is so is so precious to God that he didn't dispose of it. Even he even took it in its damaged condition, in its lost condition, in its sinful condition, in its broken condition, in its abused condition, in its in its barely breathing condition. And he said, I'll take it. I will make you whole. I will heal it. I will restore your soul. I value it that much. You need to start now valuing it that much because he values it enough to take what is damaged and make it whole again. You were God's idea. Therefore, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about your color, your age, your size, your race, your intelligence, your intellect, your background, your education. None of it matters. Your value is not determined by the gifts, the talents, the abilities or the intelligence that you have. Your value and your worth is based on the fact that you were God's idea. He loves you. He thought of you before the foundation of the world. And that's why he paid for you with the ultimate price of his son, not to give you value, but because he recognized your value. You were his idea. Love made you. When God made you, love made you. You know, you were preaching last night about how God values our soul. Mm -hmm. 
and our personality. Mm -hmm. And we need to value our soul and our personality. When you bought that revelation out about the importance of valuing your soul, I asked myself, I said, how, how would I rate my self-esteem? Mm -hmm. Have I devalued my soul? And grace, mm -hmm. grace will help me. Grace adds value to your soul. Yeah. And so I can, my self-esteem, it was raised to another level. That's powerful. Because of the grace of God. It, yes. It's almost like the grace of God. It, it, the grace of God is so beautiful, so magnificent, so like indescribable and immeasurable like the love of God is, right? That it, it actually reveals the value of our soul. For God to extend as much grace to us as he's extended through Jesus and in every area of our lives, mm -hmm. that reveals how much he must value us, doesn't oh, it? He, he values us. He values the, our unique souls. He values our unique challenges. Mm -hmm. I see the soul as this gigantic bow that continues to stretch and extend. And the farther you can allow it to, to stretch, once it releases the arrow, it adds more force wow. to, to what's going on. In no, life. that's so good. And I think that's what's happening right now in this conference, man. Yeah. Yeah. You will just never understand how revelatory that message is mm. that you preached about the soul. I mean, yeah. it could take a depressed person and they can understand the grace of God and your soul will immediately, like a sponge, yeah. absorb eat that. Eat that alive. Yeah, you yeah. eat that up. Because I think religion is like beats the soul down. Religion, with all the rules and all the you better do this and, and if you do this, then God will do that. We have got to wake up to the fact that unless we can introduce the grace of God practically into the human soul, that people will stay oppressed and they'll stay damaged and they'll stay defeated. And religion tells people you're unworthy, you don't have worth, you don't have value, you're a worm. That's why God had to die for you. No, no, no. He died for you because he valued you. Well, religion devalued our soul. That's exactly right. And, and it's taken the grace of God to really bring us where we need to be. That's right. And, and I'm, I'm just thrilled to know that I can feel good about me, even when somebody else doesn't feel good right, about amen me. To that. I can feel good about me wow. because of his grace. But religion has butchered, uh, really it, it's butchered your confidence. Yes, exactly. It's, it's butchered your self-esteem. Yeah. Uh, it's made you feel so unworthy. It made you feel like you're not enough. It made you feel like you deserve to be cursed. I mean, think about yeah. that. When somebody says, I deserve to be wow. the, the way that I am. And wow. so I'm, I'm just ready to be a extension of the grace of God. I want to get a revelation of Jesus. And I want to get a revelation that he values my soul so much that he died. Mm -hmm. So I can have... Uh, a greater value for my personality yeah. and my soul. And the church doesn't talk about personality. No. It doesn't talk about soul, because the, the No, the church, the church tells people, 
self-esteem and self-worth and personality that's all the flesh that's uh that's corrupt that's self-centered that's the it's really the opposite because you until you understand your value you you'll, you'll be self-centered the rest of your life trying to obtain value from other things you become a sponge for value that other people will give you and status will give you but when you truly understand the value of your soul you become a giver you become a magnet to be a blessing to people it's devaluing your soul that causes you to be self-centered. That's exactly right. And uh, I think I think we're on to something. I think your you the revelation you delivered to this Grace Life Conference, man, it's been amazing. I think a lot of people are gonna just really be set free to to say it's okay to be me. Yeah. But allow grace to make you better than what you've been trying to make yourself. Yeah, and that's yeah, the part yeah. that's good about it is that I, I'm not limited to what I can be. I have access to God's grace and yeah. he can cause me to be what I dream about being. And what you always dream. And the dreams people have in their, in their heart that get shattered through life and through religion and through damage, those dreams were God given. Okay. And those dreams will get restored when you when you value your soul and understand the grace of God is the proof yeah. of how much God values you. And that's when you're gonna truly find fulfillment and peace. When you awaken to your worth, you'll rise to your full potential and you'll rise to your full um, purpose. You know, just finding a purpose isn't enough because you can find a purpose or find a something that excites you, but if you don't have a sense of worth and value, inside you'll you'll always just derive your value from your efforts and you'll derive your value from your from your results right. you derive your value from what people think about you right. and how people look at you and you, you can never ever again get your sense of value like if you leave this room today and say i will never in my life get my sense of value from what people think about me i will get my value from how much worth i have to god mm-hmm. that he would pay for me with his own blood tells me everything I need to know about how valuable I am to him. That tells me everything I need to know. I never have to discover it any other way. Jesus didn't die for trash. He didn't turn trash into treasure. He died for treasure that he saw each of us as. He ransomed us he purchased us we are the pearl of great price to him and when you get a hold of that man your your sense of worth goes up and you know when your sense of worth goes up your choices are better who you surround yourself with is wiser uh the decisions you make are are wiser and smarter decisions what you use your life for becomes more more precious and more thoughtful and you become a commodity you become something that other people want because you sense your own value, other people will sense it too. Your grave wants you in it with your potential. And God doesn't want any of your potential in your grave. Satan hates your destiny. He hates your purpose more than he hates you. He hates your purpose more than he hates you because your purpose is going to help other people. And he doesn't just hate you, he hates everybody. And so if he can use you, if he can use you by getting rid of you, then he is affecting thousands and maybe millions of others. What if Satan would have robbed Billy Graham of his purpose? What if the grave would have had Billy Graham's 
potential buried with Billy Graham. Aren't you glad that it didn't? Aren't you glad Paul the Apostle didn't get buried with his potential? He fulfilled his potential. He finished his race. He ran his course. Aren't you glad David didn't die with his potential in his grave? David died with all of his potential played out, lived out, fulfilled. Let me tell you something. It's time for you to get a hold of this. It's time for you to get serious about your purpose. Get serious about your potential. Get serious about the greatness that lives inside of you. And this whole Christianity and whole church world is all about helping you to discover the greatness that's inside of you, the destiny that's inside of you, the gifts that are inside of you, the potential that's inside of you, because God doesn't want you to die with your potential in the grave. It's time for you and I to rise up. All the potential and all the purpose that God put in you, we cannot allow it to die with us. We cannot allow it to go into the grave with us. You have been created for greatness. You've been created with purpose. You've been created with destiny. I don't care what you're going through right now. Listen to me. It doesn't matter if you're young or you're old. It doesn't matter if you're black or you're white. It doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. And I'm not letting you go to your grave with your potential. I'm not letting you go to your grave with your purpose buried. No, we're going to get it out of you. We're going to lift it out of you before you die. We're going to lift it out. You got to be committed to lift your purpose and lift your potential out from your life before you finish this earth. None of your potential matters in heaven. Your potential only matters here on this earth. We're going to live forever in heaven when we die. But the impact we will make on this earth while we live will be determined whether we embrace God's purpose for our lives or whether we just live by default and we live just because rather than living by a cause. There is hidden treasure buried in every individual soul in this place. No matter what you've been through, no matter how bad life has been, no matter what strikes are against you, no matter how far you've fallen, no matter how bad you failed, let me tell you something, there is hidden treasure inside of you. And today is the day to start removing the layers that have been burying that treasure and awaken to the greatness that's inside of you, awaken to the potential that's inside of you. Today is the day to rob death of your potential, to rob death of making you die without having released it and unleashed it and taken advantage of the greatness that's inside of you. Today is the day to snatch your potential from death's jaws. It starts today. It starts today. Don't ride on the coattails of anybody's previous success. Be a pioneer. Be a pioneer. Blaze a trail like be like radical in what you believe God can do in your life and don't see it as well I just work over here in the you know video department or I just work over here and we, we all have to see ourselves like I remember sitting in little Bible studies like this in college and you know just thinking one day maybe one day you know I'll do something great for God but it's not one day it's today that what you do, making a great decision, is doing something great for God. You know, thinking a, a, a faith-filled thought is a is a great is something great, doing something great for God. Agreeing with God's word, agreeing with His promises, is doing something great for God, because that's what's going to get. Um, fruitfulness in our lives is God's promises. The promises 
not the promises we make to him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this for you. I'm going to do that for you. I'm going to fast. I'm going to give. I'm going to tithe. No, it's not about our promises that we make to God. It's all about the promises he makes to us and us cultivating those in our soul. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I really hope you got something out of it. And as always, I want to encourage you to share this with a friend, a family member, somebody that you know would be encouraged by it. And uh, stay with us for the rest of these 40 days. There's some more great content coming your way. We're excited to spend every day with you fasting from these thoughts, taking control of the way that we think. It's been awesome so far. More to come. Have an amazing day.